Recording live from the seance room at the Winchester Mystery House, this is Craft Cryptids. Can open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between. It's time for Craft Cryptids. All right, man. Another day, another cryptid. In Winchester Mystery House. So we're going to do a little something here. That seance, that was wild. Are you ready? Um, we're going to do a little seance here, guys. Okay. Oh, everybody get close your eyes and put yourself in the right, the right mind here. So I did a little research on how to do a proper seance. We're going to try it real quick. We're going to try a commune with the dead. You ready, man? Yeah. So, you know, you gotta, I'm going to go through the checklist here. You got to assemble the participants. Well, that's me and you, we are assembled. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to choose a medium. So do you want to be the medium or do you want me to be? I'm thinking um, acrylics on canvas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. That, that joke went over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Come yeah, on, I'll, be, I'll be the medium. I know George Lance Favette got that because he is a painter. Okay, so you're going to be the medium. Um, three, use a round or oval table. Are you at a round table? Yep, uh, your table's pretty round. Yeah. Perfect. Set the table. In the center of the table, place some simple, natural, aromatic food, such as bread and soup. I got some tomato soup out here, so we're solid. Okay, yeah, I, got a, I got a bowl that used to have mac and cheese, like a dirty bowl on my table. It had mac and cheese on it at one point. And you're already ahead of me on step five. You got to light a candle. Let's light this candle here. Okay, we got our candles lit. Hold on one second, one second. Let me see your candle. It's large, bro. Beautiful. I got that. I just got a. I got a photo for the crew. Perfect. The Your candle's sweet. Got some cactus on it and everything. Yeah, I got this in Arizona, man. I watched the dude make it. It's like a layered candle wax, and then they like they shave it off. Oh no shit! That's, yeah, it's pretty that dope. looks actually pretty cool. You, you didn't get me one, thanks. My own yeah, brother. I paid way too much money for this. My own brother. All right, so we're um, we got everything set. Um, this next part, we're gonna have to because COVID nineteen. Um, we can't do it together, but we got to join hands. Um, okay. And then the next step is to summon the spirit, and then we're going to wait for a response, okay? Gotcha, gotcha. So um, we got to do a little chant ahead of time, okay? Um, I'll, I'll just do that. I'll take care of that, okay? Let's join hands. Okay. Hey, bro, you're a little sweaty. What's going on? You nervous? Uh, I'm, all, I'm always sweaty. It's my secret. <laughs> I know a couple other secrets too, baby. All right, so uh, you ready, man? Yeah, let's do it. So we got to think of a name of the spirit. Okay, I, I got a name here. Our beloved Lawrence, we bring you gifts from life into death. Commune with us, Lawrence, and move among us. Lawrence, are you there? Okay, Lawrence, I, I'm feeling a presence. Do you feel that? Uh, yeah, it's crazy that you can feel it too. Man, Lawrence. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope. Thought thought it was Lawrence, but well, y'all, try it. Try a little seance. Um, 
key thing is if things get a lot a little out of control and you can't handle it, just pour a bunch of salt everywhere. I heard that that yep. does things. And worst comes to worst, just pour like a circle of salt around you and never leave the circle. True story. Yeah. So Lawrence, are you with us, Lawrence? Yes. We <laughs> oui, oui. So real talk, like it's a it's a me, Lawrence. So obviously, we're, this isn't a real séance, but would you be down to do a séance? Like, are you scared of that type of stuff? Or no, I'm not doing that. No, I would love to do a séance. No. I, I don't. Do it. I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I definitely yeah. don't want to know if there are ghosts. So just think about this. If there's ghosts, how many times has a ghost caught me doing something I'm not going to talk about? A little right, right? Eh, eh. A little. Oh, huh. Bingo bongo. <laughs> See, a we're opposite. Luigi. <laughs> so we're opposite because you're like, eh, I don't know if I believe them, but I don't want them to be real and I don't want to figure it out. I'm the opposite. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I believe them, but I want them to be real. I want it to happen. So. Um, anyone out there, if anyone else is interested, maybe we could put a, um, GoFundMe together, um, for, um, a special seance where we could travel to somewhere haunted, um, and get a seance going. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this, uh, I am very, I've given the peer pressure pretty easily. So if you're going to do it and you're going to really, you know, pull my, what's the saying, nudge my elbow, pull my elbow. If you're going to pull me into it, I'll probably, uh, you're yeah, gonna, if you're gonna pull your my weenus. You know what a weenus is? The weenus yeah, is the skin uh, on your elbow. True wow, story. Bro. Yeah, I'm gonna tug your weenus. Uh, it was is it a vagina the skin on your knee? Whoa, 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 whoa! There's children listening to this. You ready, man? Let's do this. Let's do this. Cracked open a cold yeah, one. I already got, I already got one. So I'm drinking a. Uh, um, a Pyramid Thunderhead IPA. Uh, Pyramid is a Northwest brand. Um, and, you know, we've been having a real, like, this last week is classic Pacific Northwest. You know, it's spring. Um, it was, this weekend, it was 80 degrees and sunny. Sun setting at about 845 these days is amazing. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then it was overcast and raining all day today. So it's, like, exact uh, classic Portland weather. So I figured I'd... I'd crack open a, a Northwest beer. And I usually don't drink a lot of straight IPAs anymore, but let's see how this one is. Oh, you prefer like the bisexual IPAs or what? Yeah, I don't like to label them. But well, you, you know, called it I a straight IPA. I mean, IPAs are on a spectrum, and I'm trying to experience the full spectrum of IPAs, baby. Hey, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, this isn't bad. I mean, it's not. It's not super hoppy, so if you buy an IPA okay. for a hot bro, it's not going to be for you. Um, I bet you the IBUs are on here somewhere. Yep, nope, they're not. Either way, um, <laughs> great knowledge. It's pretty. It's I think it's, it's tasty for an IPA. I'm going to give it a three point eight. Three point eight. Uh, okay. So it's not bad on Untapped. It has a 3.3, um, and actually, people's biggest uh, review is that it wasn't hoppy enough. 
Um, so we got a lot of people out there who love that West Coast style IPA with that dank hop. So yeah, so it's only it's only sixty seven IBU. So that's actually oh, okay. Who know kind of like IBU stands for International Bitterness Unit. Uh, you know, a, a classic strong IPA might be up to like like you know ninety range. I want to say so less less on the bitter end, but uh, really like piney pine needle kind of notes is what I get from it. Um, and that's really the only flavor throughout, but yeah, that's my beer and I'm sticking with it. Sounds solid, man. So I got over here a, uh, beer from evil twin brewing in New York city. Uh, it's one of the beers that I just got through Tavor freaking loving it. Um, it's called what even is blueberry, uh, blue raspberry anyway. That's the name of it. Um, it is a sour raspberry IPA. If you take a look at this color real quick, it's like oh, a seafoam green almost. It looks like the color guava. Okay, yeah, I could get down. I kind of like that it like has a gradient. It like looks like the farther down the beer you go, the more yeah. dense it looks. It looks pretty wild when I poured it out. Yeah, I was expecting like blue, but this color makes sense. So it's a seven percent ABV, which. I love myself a high uh, ABV in a sour beer um, on what's this thing called again? <laughs> Great podcast right here. On, 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 untapped. on Yeah. On untapped. Um, taking a look at the rankings, it has a 4.11 out of 1200 check-ins. We'll edit that out, bro. Roll it back. No, nope, we don't roll it back no more. So Jacob's taking a sip of his beer right now. I'm going to live cast it. My God. He's taking a second sip. He got a little red after that first sip. This thing is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It tastes like like a blue raspberry Jolly Rancher beer. Dude, this is one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. Whoa, that's it's official. I'm giving that a five, bro, on Untapped. Wow, dude, it is amazing. So it's not super, super tart. It doesn't overpower it, and so you know it has a tiny bit of a sour taste, but it tastes like blue raspberry candy. I love the color, man. Like the, I mean, obviously, I don't know what it tastes like, but. Um, that would look great in like uh, the glasses they serve sours in, like the rounder. Yes, it would look beautiful. Yeah. So when you drink it, it's like a little sour, a little tart up front. And then on the back end, you could kind of get a tiny, tiny, like if you drink a lot of IPAs, you get a tiny bit of that IPA piney taste on the back end, but not so much. It's not bitter at all. Um, mm. It's like a perfect balance of not too tart, not bitter at all. Evil Twin Brewing. I don't know. Y'all doing it big. I don't know if I'll ever drink this beer again because it's from New York. And, like, how are you going to get it, right? right? So, wow, guys, get on Tavor. They got some great stuff up there. Um, yeah. How do we – and here, if anybody has a Tavor Connect, let us know so we can get a sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's my dream right now. And I, I was the one who introduced Jacob to Tavor, and I haven't ordered a box in, in you know, maybe a year, year and a half. And I just went back on it today, and uh, I saw that they had a beer called Chupacabra. So you know, I got I had to add it to my box and get my 
get my uh, box of Tavor going. So that's coming through for sure, Craft Cryptid style. Yeah, nice man. Our... That's some good solid stuff. Um, check out our Untapped. As always, we're pretty easy to find. It's just Craft Cryptids on Untapped. Um, we're finally getting our beer amounts that were checked in pretty high up there. We're close to a hundred, I think. Right. That's yeah, dude. That's pretty uh, crazy to me. Um, and I mean, we only. I don't review a ton of. I only almost put them on there when we record. So I know we're up to something like got seventy eight twenty twenty one total episodes. Yeah. Uh, so we we doing it, man. Crap, crap <laughs> doing it big. Whoa, whoa, what, Lawrence? No, sorry. Oh, we read. My name is Lawrence. Um. <laughs> so what's up? What are we uh, chatting about today? I hope it's something. Uh, yeah. Well, bro. We uh, and this is probably way in the past by the time this episode comes out. But for those who don't know, the U.S. military came out and confirmed that there are videos of unidentified flying objects. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so these pic- these videos were leaked. I think like uh, early two thousand teens. You know, like I think something like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Um and they were leaked on reddit and through WikiLeaks, and everyone was like eh, whatever it's probably a hoax and then the the navy came out uh, and said like no these are these are confirmed videos um they didn't say they were aliens but they said like they were unidentified flying objects right yeah um flying on the east coast so i mean they're not gonna um, say aliens at all actually i'm glad you brought that up because um i know he's one of our biggest competitors in the podcast game so i hate um promoting someone else but mm-hmm. um i actually watched the other night on the joe rogan podcast they had oh yeah we're such close um, competitors I know. The joe rogan man he's gonna be number one now after we just pumped him up um but joe rogan podcast uh his name's commander david fravor he's back in 2004 he's one of the guys who had an experience with it I dude, watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, bro, uh, it's super I, uh, um, convincing. Because this guy, who you know, he's he flies these um, fighter jets for the, in the navy. Super smart guy. You hear him talk like he's not a cuckoo bird. You know, like he seems super reliable. And again, he doesn't say aliens. He just talks about the facts of what he saw. Um, he doesn't like. There's no implications of it could be green monsters, aliens flying. Yeah. In. He just talks about what he saw. This little tic tac. Um, forty foot tic tac shaped. Um, nice, just, you just weak that me there. <laughs> just uh, you know, just forty foot, but they described it as a tic tac. Yeah. Speaking of tic tacs, no, I'm not going to go into that story. Wop, wop. <laughs> um. So yeah, all that to say, I was inspired to do a little bit of alien digging. Um. Also, shorts weather, like I mentioned, and uh, my three aliens drinking uh, around a campfire. My tattoo has been out and loud and proud. Oh, yeah. We're, we're here. We're aliens. We're proud. Uh, so I wanted to talk about um, a little bit uh, about the gray aliens. Yeah, my homies. Those are our homies, bro. Yeah, let me preface this. Like, this will probably be one part of a, like, well, it'll probably be another gray alien episode in the future. Um, there's just so, there's just too much. There's too much to go into here. So, I want to start at the beginning of the story. So Adam and Eve, let's do this. No, well, not that, not that far back. Speaking of Adam and Eve, nah, I don't want to get into that one. 
Yeah. Uh, Adam and Eve? No, it was uh, AX-12 and, you know, Little Gray Alien. What are you talking about? AX-12. Uh, Elon Musk is a fool. Anyways, so the yeah. beginning of time for aliens. So, summer of ni- summer of 1947. Summer of 47. It was a hot summer, but a cold war. Uh, the cold the intro. war starts. <laughs> Summer of 1947. Okay. I already see where you're going uh, with this. You know, think about pies on windowsills, white picket fences, um, leave it to Beaver. That might be after this time. Eddie Haskell, you know. But uh, legit barber shops with the the Mm -hmm. blue and red swirlies. Polio. Yeah. Polio. Uh, Speaking of polio. Um, okay, so it's 1947, uh, July. Rancher W.W. W. Mac Brazel finds a crash site on his property in Lincoln County, New Mexico. So this is 75 miles north of Roswell. Okay, okay. And uh, he's living out in the boonies, right? He's a rancher. He's got cattle, wild, wild west style. So he calls up his local sheriff, the, the sheriff of the county, and his name is George Wilcox. And he t- tells George Wilcox, hey, uh, there's some, there's a weird thing on my property. He doesn't even know how to describe it. He says, like, uh, there's blood, there's part, metal parts all over, an impact. I don't know what to do. Oh, shit. Uh, George Wilcox is just a sheriff of like you know this little hodunk hodunk county, and he says, "I don't know what the hell to do. I'm gonna go talk to my boy at the local military base." Okay. Uh, who happens to be Colonel William Blanchard, uh, which is a, and it's an Army airfield near Roswell, New Mexico. So the Army goes and checks it out, and um, multiple witnesses report that it was a crash-landed saucer from which they pulled two elongated gray bodies. Oh, man. Each with oval heads, large slanted eyes, um, a slit for a mouth, and really not any other kind of details to speak of. So no real other characteristics, like super just plain old gray-ass, tall-ass, slit aliens. Slit-ass aliens. (laughs) Uh, so they put the crash site on a flatbed, like, like they put all the materials on a flatbed, truck it out of there back to the military base. This is the core of Roswell, the Roswell, New Mexico alien, uh, story. That really is our first like major popular media, um, contact, like the world's contact with aliens as far as America goes. So this is the first case of gray aliens. And this is where they get their, their name from is them being, being gray. So I'm going to flash forward a couple decades to 1961. Okay. We're there. Barney and Betty Hill. Uh, double B. They had a wonderful time at Niagara Falls on <laughs> vacation and they're headed home, uh, driving through rural New Hampshire on September 19th. Suddenly, ahead of them, they see a pancake-shaped machine flying in the sky with double rows of windows. Um, they had boysenberry or maple syrup on that thing. No, nah, they went uh, strawberry jam. 
They're really mixing it up. Ooh, they really mixing it up. They yeah. really from the future, huh? <laughs> so uh, this this flying disc follows them for about thirty miles, uh, just like tailing behind them. Uh, finally, Betty and Barney are like, "Let's get the f out of here!" And they start speeding away. As they speed away, they both reported uh, they felt drowsy, and the next thing they remember is uh, waking up in their beds. Uh, so pretty weird. Uh, Barney wakes up in his bed and the first thing he does is he feels compelled to like examine himself. So he rushes to the bathroom and he's like he takes a shower and he says he's like he feels filthy, he feels ashamed he doesn't know why. (laughs) No, he feels ashamed and that he's like particularly like checking out his his junk like what's going on. Um so Barney and Betty have these nightmares for weeks on end. They're waking up in cold sweats. Betty is screaming in her sleep. Um, and finally they go to a, a psycho- psychiatrist and uh, the psychiatrist suggests hypnosis. So she hypnotizes them both independently of each other. So they're not in the same room at the same time. And this is where our little gray alien buddies come, come into the picture. So uh, they go back to that night, and Betty says that she remembers that they were uh, they're in the car, and a flash of light hits the car, and suddenly they're floating. Yeah. Uh, and the next thing she remembers is laying on a in like a surgical room, surrounded by these tall, slender, gray aliens. Um, she describes them as slender gray men with large eyes, um, eyes that are uh, completely black. Uh, so there's no, I forget what this is called, but there's no, like the white, there's, there's no whites to their eyes. Yeah. I don't uh, know what they're just called whites with their eyes. I think, bro. Yeah. And so she says, <laughs> think you got it. there's, ten, so there's 10, 11, there's 11 total of them that start prying and examining her. Um, and one of them, who she refers to as the leader, because uh, she couldn't really tell them apart. They all look the same. They're not wearing – they're naked, I guess, if aliens could be naked. Gang bang, baby. <laughs> oh, whoa, yikes, they're children. Uh, but <laughs> she says one of them was, like, talking to her in English. And when, like, really pushed on it, she said, like, well, he wasn't talking with her his lips, but I was talking out loud and then so she basically was saying that there's telepathy like the alien was like like their thoughts thought, it's just yeah their thoughts in her head basically and this is where we get most of our information about these little gray <laughs> aliens is from these conversations and so um betty learns uh while getting poked and prodded that these aliens come from a star system called zeta reticuli Okay, is that by um, Orion's Belt, by chance? I don't know. No, I swear. It's called what again? Zeta Reticuli. Um, Zeta Reticuli, okay. What the alien actually does is shows her, like, a map of, like, the star systems and essentially, like, points to, like, Earth and then points to where they're from. And under hypnosis, she draws, like, what the star system looked like and drew lines on the path of how they came to Earth. Damn, seriously? um, astronomers were able to like to scale say like to scale to angle be like oh this is exactly the star system 
all the angles line up, the distance between the stars are exactly the same, uh, which is pretty like That's this is pretty the, crazy. This is the first thing that like kind of lends credibility to this whole thing. That right. it's like um, Joe Schmo of a of a woman really um, was able to like draw a star system that matched perfectly um, from scratch. And think about and, it, like. In in today's time, you could easily go on Google and mm-hmm. research that crap and, you know, practice it. Back then, they didn't have no Google. They didn't even have Ask Jarvis yet, bro. Come on. Oh, dude, Ask Jarvis was dope. I remember as a kid, like, oh, man, who was – when was the War of 1812? com. <laughs> it was 1812, you dumbass. You dingus. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so she – she draws this uh, um, star map, essentially, and that in and of itself was spectacular. But what was even crazier is... Oh, wait, now, there's more. There is more. We now know today in 2020, each of those stars has um, is the same type of star as our sun, meaning that it's like oh, the okay. same phase as the sun, and we know that there's planets within the habitable... Like life zone. Oh damn! Okay, so that, for her to she say and, all they, that they, and that to happen, yeah, yeah, Come they didn't now. know that. That wasn't reported until like the early two thousands, right? Um, <clears throat> so that star system is called Zeta Reticuli, and uh, UFOologists or scientists or kooks or whatever you want to call them uh, call the gray aliens Zeta Reticulums. Uh, Reticulums? The, Come on now. Reticulums. Oh, reticulums. I was thinking yeah. like heffalumps. Okay. Um, yeah, showing um, Zeta Reticuli is 39.17 light years away from Earth. That's pretty far. That is pretty far. That's really far, I guess. I mean, really, I think about like from here to the moon is really far. So. Well, it is, but I mean. Uh, so that's that was one weird thing she reported. So then she's getting poked and prodded, and they take this long needle and they poke it into her navel. Hmm. Uh, and she's like, it really hurts. And she's like, what are you doing? Uh, and the alien is like, oh, I'm, we're checking to see if you're pregnant. Um, and the, like now t- today, this is a pregnancy test, right? Well, they go and they take uh, a long needle and they put it into the whatever this, the, I'm super good at biology, huh? The uh, ambiotic sac and like fluid that surrounds a baby as it's developing they'll take some of that out and they can tell like uh the sex of the baby like gen- if it has like if it's prone to like genetic genetic defects and stuff like right. that in the 60s this was not a test this didn't exist so she's describing a bunch of things that did not exist in the 60s that she said these aliens did to her um so pretty pretty weird um what else does she learn about these aliens? Great question. I don't know. Let's find out. Um, so there's a lot of stories about these gray aliens, and all of them are about abducting people, some from their house, some while they're driving, some while they're camping. Um, and people always report getting like poked and prodded, right? It's kind of the classic alien trope. Yeah. Um, See, if I was an alien, though, I'd purposely – look for people to abduct that were already naked just to like mm. get that phase out, you know, like, yeah, I like, it's no secret. I like to um, go number two in the nude. 
So I, I can't be the only one. They're probably like, let's go just look. Let's say, let's go. We're aliens. We we have a lot of technology. Let's filter everyone out and just find people pooping in the nude. You know, that's a good point, right? Like, there's probably, uh, you know, Jeff, the Zeta Reticulum, and his whole job is, like, just to source the humans, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, like, on his, like, screen. He's like, I could get this dude driving. Hey, let's put the filter on. Clicks a couple boxes. Oh, there's 100,000 people naked pooping right now. Huh. Hey, let's Who get Jacob. Let's get Jacob a vet. Yeah, so... Tons of people have been report, have reported being abducted by aliens, and the description almost always fits the the grays. Um, and from these, like the key component that they all everyone gets checked is um, to see if they're pregnant, if they can reproduce. And so the the running hypothesis is that um, these zeta reticulums um, there was some so, sort of uh, radioactive event on their home planet. And so they're no longer able to reproduce. So they're all aging out, basically. And they are reaching out to us. Like they're, they're searching different star systems for life to try to find out a way, like something that can host them uh, having more zeta reticulums. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. I mean, so, so that's kind of the, that's the theory, right? Is like they're not evil or good. They're what's like the ultimate, what's the ultimate just, um, thought process for any type of living thing your your main thing is survival right it's survival it really and comes production down to, yeah. right like survival and goals in life Damn, baby. i think there's two goals in life is like you want to not die and you want to get laid to get laid yeah yeah i mean so, let's do it <clears throat> right right now on the podcast well i'm already surviving Remember that uh, <laughs> that electronic chlamydia, bro. Ugh. Ooh, my ping already hurts. My upload rates are dipping. Hurts. H-E-R-T-Z. <laughs> um, Speaking of hurts, nah, I'm not going to get into that one. <laughs> Jacob just keeps saying, speaking of X, nah. I have a lot of stories, though. I don't want to embarrass you. That's great. Um so, kind of the last couple notes here on the grays is that um, I kind of mentioned this. So, uh, one of the abductees uh, mentions, like, is, is talking to uh, a Zeta Reticulum or getting talked to, and she's like getting really angry and aggra- aggravated and says, Why come to Earth? Why us? And the gray alien states, like, very plainly, We cannot reproduce. There was an accident we need to find a way to reproduce. Um, so there's a lot, I think if alien people will say there's something in the range of like 13 known species of aliens, all like with varying degrees of like, uh, you know, out to kill humanity and here to protect humanity. Um, the grays are just like, they're pure science, you know, they're just scientists. They're trying to figure out how to keep their, 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 uh, their life is going, their their world going, and uh, they're just floating by trying to find a good host here on Earth to start uh, having having alien babies with. So, so where did all this talk about, like, why is there such a, <clears throat> like, common and popular conception that aliens like to probe people in their butts? Because 
Yeah, I don't know where did that come from in the butt because everything I read is like not the butt. You I'm sure the, there probably was some the opposite just, of the butt, right? If you will. <laughs> There's probably just some dumbass like, hey, let me say it's in the butt, and then like people are like, oh, that's weird. Let's roll with that. Yeah, we well, got to think too. Like you mentioned, like maybe like outside of like two the 2000s, you couldn't even release like anything butthole related is like taboo. Oh yeah, butt like, stuff. You yeah, you can't even say butt people. <gasps> what did he say? Coolo? What? Speaking of Kulo. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's always the stories. Oh, anal probe, anal probe. But anytime I've read about aliens, like, you know, nothing ever about anal probes. Speaking of anal probes. Like, hey, let's travel 40 million nah. light years and put stuff in their butts. <laughs> yeah, no, right? They're like, I mean, maybe, like, if there's like a billion of these aliens, 12 of them are like, dude, you know what would be hella funny? <laughs> let's spend our entire existence traveling to this other planet and probe them. Let's just see what they do. Let's just see what <laughs> Got they do. Him. Ha. And then yeah, there's one, there was one alien who was like, you want to talk about probes? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't want to get into that story. So if yeah. you had to choose, right? So yeah, the great aliens, um, and you just reinforced it from my knowledge, are always they're they're the nice guys. Like they're not here to destroy yeah, I mean, us. They're not here. Nice to... might be an overstatement, though, right? I think if they well, kill yeah. a, if they kill a human in their research, they're like bummer. But it's not like so like they're they're not out to. It's kind. Of, I feel like it's the way like humans study insects almost, right? Like, are we the bad guys for trying to learn more about them? No, we're not out trying to kill uh, these bees that I study. But sometimes it happens, and you're just like. Bummer, sucks. Right, like so. Oopsie. No, I mean, like it. to us that seems bad, but to some alien that's like, you know, three hundred years old or whatever, he's like, yeah, you should see the other things I kill. But nah, <laughs> that's my bit right now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, my bit's just hey. uh Speaking about bits, <laughs> nah, I don't want to nah, get into that. One. I don't want to get into that. I don't get into that. Yeah, so I don't uh, know. Um, Great Aliens is the so if we had to break it down, I always like to compare, you know, um, it to bands. So if Great Aliens was a band, it'd be the Beatles, right? I mean, Elvis, yeah, the Beatles, good... Michael Jackson. It'd be like you know they're the most popular, the most well known. Uh, the most talked about, for sure, the gray aliens. That's really where, you know, everything started. Yeah, I'm trying to find this woman from Norway, now that we're talking about this. Um, uh, there's on a, Tinder, bro. No, uh, well, uh, there's a woman in Norway. There's a woman, nah. <laughs> uh, there's a woman in Norway who says that she's made contact with all the species of aliens. I call and crap on that one. She those, says that there's like an intergalactic confederation of aliens. And uh, the re- like Earth is like a, a sacred planet to one of them. And that's why they haven't contacted us. Weird. Okay. Like I, essentially saying that like we're, we're out, of, out of bounds. Because she goes in to say that we've been star-seeded by uh an alien race i don't know if you know what that means uh like there's a there's a hypothesis or conspiracy that um 
like humanity is like we are like a genetic experiment like an alien an an alien race injected their dna into primates and wanted to see what like where it went and how it happened and that we it became us uh, and now we're doing on a podcast on it. Super meta. Uh, <laughs> super meta. meta. <laughs> um, but, I'm super uh, basic on meta knowledge, but I got that one. Yeah. Super. But uh, so this galactic federation is like, we're out of bounds because we're essentially like religious, like it's like a sacred planet to that species. Like there's somehow we're a big deal to them. Um, I wish I could find, I'll, I'll try to find it and post it if I later, but. I know it's there's called, um hypothesis though is the what zoo. star seating is called. So. Makes sense. Ooh, sorry, I'm getting a little burpy over here drinking this beer so quick. It's so damn good, dude. Oh, damn. So okay, that's pretty much the basically what we just did on the podcast is great aliens for dummies. I I feel like I love it. And then maybe yeah. we could get more in depth later, but um, because this beer is so good and because. Really, aliens is what got us to start doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chug it, bro. Live on camera. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, you're going for it. I didn't oh, have yeah. as much to chug. Really. Oh, that's so good, bro. I wish I had more. That was my last one. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for Gray Aliens. I do want to say, I think... Um, my favorite memes of all time were the alien meme, like alien in the hallway meme. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I ever saw those. It's like when uh, your alien coming to let you know he threw up in the bed. And it's just like an alien. It's like an alien standing there in the hallway. Gosh, no, you're. you're I, I feel like you're really late to the meme. Uh, but the Area 51 memes were great. I mean, that whole um, that storm area 51. Yeah, that's what that, that's what it, it was from that. Oh, okay, because I remember like, hey, this is me and my dude. I picked up from the, uh, you know, from the area 51 raid. And it's like them in a the car, like partying. Hey, Jack, yeah. get a meme together of me and Jonathan partying with an alien or no, 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 no. Okay, Jack, make this happen. It will be me, Jonathan and an alien doing a seance together. There we go. Baby. There we go. That would be a good go. tattoo. That would be. Oh, that would be a great tattoo. Speaking of tattoos, nah. nah, no. So this meme is like there's an alien, like a little alien, standing on the tile floor, and like the format is like the alien I took from Area 51 waking me up at 3 a.m. to ask how my shower works. Okay, I have seen those. I didn't know it was right. from the Area 51 time. Yeah, so that was like well, a year like, ago. Uh, my alien that I snuck out of Area 51 asking me how to use a microwave. It's just like my alien out of 51, Area 51 asking some X super easy thing. Like super basic. Asks, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's like my alien that I stole from Area 51, you know, asked me to teach him how to ride a bike. Something like yeah. That. I love the ones where it was like me and my new space homie smoking weed. And it's just like, a dude and then like a obviously like a giant like rubber or cartoon alien and his eyes are like hella big like laying down on the, the couch <laughs> i wish like, people uh, could see what you're doing right now it's hilarious <laughs> uh yeah man i love aliens um I, same thing that was ghosts to be honest like i don't really want to know if they're real because of the implications that that has 
Um, I will say, like, my dream job would be, like, an alien, like, an alien ecologist, like, learning about alien life, like, air, like, animals, on like, alien animals. Join the, air, the Space Force, maybe you could get up in there. Oh, yeah, you know what's crazy about the Space Force is they wear camo, so how can you see them in a spaceship? <laughs> they blend in. But their camo, like, for the Space Force, is it just going to be, like, a all black? It's like... With no, like little specks of white on it for stars. No, it's just like the regular army, like green camo. Like it's that, not. Is that for real? Shut yeah, up. it's not like actual. Like there's no camouflage. It's just like the classic color that you think of when you think of camo. You know, because um, of the vast alien rainforests that are out there, they want to make sure well, they. No, because you know aliens don't see color; they only see patterns. So it's just like you try to like, you just like slink up against a wall, and you're like, don't. Don't move. It's like a T Rex. I was just gonna say T Rex. You know, if you don't move, they can't see you. Yeah. No, come on. (laughs) I wish you guys could see it. (laughs) You look Um, so dumb. I love it. Yeah. Imagine, like, oh, we're aliens from forty million light years away. We figured out how to travel with gravity propulsion, but we can't see you if you don't move. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, we're aliens. We somehow broke, you know, the laws of physics and are able to move faster than light. Uh, man, where is everybody? Hey, What's yeah, we're aliens. We can beam you up from your car into a spaceship while you're traveling at 60 miles an hour with a westward wind of 250 miles per hour. But whoa, you're wearing camo in space. Where are you? Oh, dude, we're aliens, and we have the best butt probing technology in the man-known universe. We are always up in those cavities, but if you don't move, we can't find them. I know. It's like, hey, we're aliens. We impregnated Scully from the X-Files, but if you're painted like a brick against a brick wall, we won't even know you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's like... Uh, we're aliens. We uh, have big old eyes and can see in the dark. And we've been around for trillions of years, longer than humans. But you know what our weakness is? A lack of movement. I gotta hate it. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm an alien. And I could read your mind. And I could telepathically talk to you. <laughs> but... If you're laying and doing something, wait, if you're doing a plank <laughs> on the floor and not moving, where'd you go? Uh, I think you got me beat on that one. Uh, that was a hard one. I, I was do, cracking up. I do think you got me beat, except for we're aliens, and we've been aliens our whole damn lives. We've been doing alien shit since before you were even a human, Okay. And if you think that where where'd he go? He stopped moving. I thought we were aliens. Oh, that you sound like a, a TV ad from Rick and Morty on that one. Fake doors with fake aliens don't move. They can't see you. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So here's the summary: gray aliens, not good, not bad. Cover your holes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cover them all. And <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> cover your holes and don't move, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Cover your holes. That's going to be the description for this episode. Episode, what is it? Episode five. five. Great aliens. Description. Cover your holes. All right, y'all. Wow. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Speaking of laughing hard in a long time. (laughs) Well, man, that was interesting. I hope we could um, dive deeper into the alien races. I know, um, I think Orion's Belt, there's two different races. One's a brown alien. Yeah. And I think one's a grayish type alien. The brown aliens are a-holes and the, the gray ones are just trying to get away from oppression. You know, and we did um, we did reptil, we did like a reptilian light episode, right? Yeah, already, and they're an alien race as well who have come to Earth and are trying to manipulate us from the fourth dimension. Um, you know, super casual. Uh, but yeah, I think aliens are pretty dope. Um, and what I would really like is for an alien to make a craft brew. Like, what is a craft? What's a craft beer equivalent on an alien's world? Oh, dang. Right? Hit us up in the comments. Uh, I would love to hear your answer to that question. What is an alien's version of a craft beer? On our Instagram, Twitter, uh, and email, craftcryptids. Email craftcryptids at gmail.com. Um, or our Facebook page, Craft Cryptid Fans page. Or IG, Craft Cryptids. <laughs> or Smoke Signal, spell out Craft Cryptids. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another dumbass podcast. And you heard it here first. Cover your holes. Later, Lawrence. I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. (laughs) It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy. Get out of here. Gotta go. I have a...